Hello and welcome to the New Testament Setting Podcast. Before we get started, I want to remind you to like this podcast, share it, leave a review. Those things really help us to get the word out. Also, just a reminder, I have a book out called Facing the Mob. If you would like to get that, that would also support the channel. Without further ado, let's start the episode. And something really stuck out to me as I've been reading through it again. And that is just how Mark is trying to really emphasize just how big of a deal Jesus is. Mark is really trying to get you to understand something incredible is happening. Something unprecedented is happening. And I I think as as readers, often we... We're so used to the story of Christ. We're so used to, even if you're not a big Bible reader, used to the broad strokes of the story of Jesus that we forget just how big of a deal Jesus' arrival onto the scene really was within the full breadth of Jewish history. And we see that even in the first verse of Mark. We see it throughout Mark, but even in the first verse, we see this momentous occasion like it it starts out by saying uh the beginning of the gospel of jesus christ so so first of all just this idea of the gospel we hear that all the time right you'll always hear it oh it means good news or um you'll hear oh the gospel's how we're saved or whatever you'll you'll hear different things and we're kind of used to particularly if you're coming from a christian background we're used to hearing this word gospel but if we're not careful we can divorce it from its ancient context and the reality is is that within its ancient context the word gospel is more than just oh it's good news it often actually had an imperial concept to it it was a word that talked about the good news that came when a particular leader um, came in and was going to bring peace and stability. In particular, we see it used of Augustus. We actually have inscriptions where we talk about the good news, the gospel, the euangelion of Augustus, who is going to now bring peace and stability to a period where there's been a lot of disruption and chaos. So you have this really interesting situation where you see this term gospel being used to refer to Jesus. So when when you start out with the book of Mark, one of the first things you get hit with and one of the first things the ancient readers would have gotten hit with is, wow, this is a big deal. A term is being used to refer to Jesus that is usually used to refer to leaders who make an incredible impact and bring peace and prosperity to the world. That is how this starts. Like He is starting by throwing out, hey, here's the beginning of the 
the good news, the awesome news of this great leader that's coming on that's going to do awesome things. Like that's, that's kind of the gist of what he's getting to here. And then we see of Jesus Christ. Now, again, Christ, we hear this all the time. Some people act like it's Jesus' last name. It's not. Um, by the Christ, what it simply means is the Messiah, the anointed one. The reality is, is that there is all kinds of history behind, specifically scriptural passages, behind this idea of a Messiah, an anointed one, a Christ, who is coming to set things right, who's coming to bring about the fulfillment of God's ultimate plan. That's what he's getting at. He's saying, look, here's the good news. Ushers in all these kind of concepts of a ruler. Of Jesus Christ. Christ being the Messiah, the anointed one. Someone who is going to set things right. Someone who is going to bring about the completion of God's plan on earth. It's huge. And then you have this final line. Now, some manuscripts... Some early manuscripts don't have this final line of the Son of God, although um, some very reliable early manuscripts, many very reliable early manuscripts do have this Son of God. So there's some disagreement over whether or not we should say Son of God, whether or not the original said the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ or the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, right? But this does have a strong testament to the fact that it could be reliable, it could be original, and the Son of God here. Now, get this. This claim of Son of God, and we don't, even if it's not here, we actually say this in other Gospels, um, and Jesus says this of himself, right? Uh, but this idea of Jesus being the Son of God, this is a claim to, defend, to divinity, right? This is a claim um, of Jesus, of Mark, most likely, that the, that he has a divine connection. He is the son of God. That's, that's huge. A divine connection. And we're going to see throughout Mark is that this divine co- connection seems to go further to the point where it seems even like um, he's putting abilities that are only reserved for God into the hands of of Jesus as the Son of God, as God in human flesh, as Christians would flesh that out later. Um, So yeah, this is huge. Just the first line, you see how Mark is showing you just how big of a deal this Jesus is. So thank you for watching, and I hope you enjoyed. I encourage you to like and subscribe. Um, Also, some other information. I have a book out. It's called Facing the Mob. Uh, Rome, the crowd in the New Testament. I encourage you to buy that book. You can get it on Amazon or many other book distributors. Also, I'm going on a mission trip in uh, July, and I'm raising support for that. So uh, look for information in the description on how you can support that trip. Uh, Thank you for all your help and your support.